thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hey everybody, um, you are really welcome. It's so good to connect with you wherever we are connecting with you from. Thank you for being a part of uh, Life Central Church and our online service. It is so good uh, just to connect with you in your houses, in your homes. You know, over these last five weeks uh, that we've been in, in lockdown, you know, there's been a lot of um, talk about fear. And I don't know about you, but I don't know how many of you uh, have actually uh, known some fear in your lives over these last five weeks or so. Maybe you've had that fear uh, when you looked in the mirror at your hair. Or maybe you've had that fear when you've, that person in your family has come towards you with the scissors or the clippers and they're going to cut your hair. Or maybe you're the person that's been asked to cut your loved one's hair and that fear. But you know, this is almost like this conversation uh, around fear and faith as well. Almost like they're two opposite things, like either I've got fear or I've got faith. And, and if I'm a follower of Jesus, how can I have fear when I actually I say that I've got faith? And if I'm not a follower of Jesus, what difference does faith make to the fear that I'm in? And you know, Jesus spoke a lot about fear and He, often, and he said often, do not be afraid. But He didn't say do not be afraid because there was nothing to be afraid about. The same that he often said, do not worry. But he never said, do not worry about because there's nothing to worry about. He said, hey, you don't have to worry despite the fact that there's something to worry about. You don't have to have the fear or live in fear or be gripped by fear despite that at times there is something to be fearful about. You know, this week I got my message all sorted out, all in place and everything. And then um, I got all the kind of words that I wanted to use uh, uh, together. And then I, I listened to somebody else's talk, uh, um, a very famous guy from a big church in America. And he got like every, all the same points that I got, the same illustrations and everything. That's okay, because God's bigger than me and He's certainly bigger than him as well. And this is our theme that we're gonna look at today. God is bigger than our fears. God is bigger than our fears. And you know, there's, there's a lot of stories in the Bible um, about storms. And uh, let's face it, guys, we are in a perfect storm right now, aren't we? This coronavirus pandemic, it's a perfect storm, physical, uh, relational, um, financial, social. We're in this storm together. Um, and I want to read you one of the most famous uh, storm stories uh, from the life of Jesus. It's in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 33. I want to read this to you. And some of you will know this story really well and you'll, you'll switch off a little bit because you'll think, oh yeah, I know what he's going to say. Hey, I don't think you do know what I'm going to say because do you know what? Fear at the moment has a whole different way of appearing in our lives. And I think God wants to speak directly into your life this morning, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not. So here's the story. It says this, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, 
He was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Here's that thing again, faith and fear. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Five things I want to say and share with you today. Number one, fear is part of what it means to be human. Fear is part of what it means to be human. You know, fear is a self-correcting mechanism. It's like we anticipate something that's gonna happen and our body reacts and responds. And when you have fear, your, you know, your, your hormones and your, your mood and your, you know, your heart pounds and your, the adrenaline comes and you, you sweat or your pupils alter. In fact, research says that some people have a predisposition to having more fear or more anxiety than other people. It suggests that because they have a certain gene and the gene is SLC6A4, and some of you are already thinking, do I have that gene? Do I have that one? But you know, fear often feels like you're in the middle of a storm. And my inspiration for this message comes from our friends in Albania. We have a church out there in Albania. We love you guys so much. I know some of you will be connecting in with us. But you know, the Albanian word for fear is freak. Freak. And now I know they spell it differently to us. But when I thought that, I said, do you know what? At times, I want to freak out. Oh, At this point, do I dance? No, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I felt lots of times in these last five weeks like I've wanted to freak out, you know, and maybe you felt like that. Maybe you're a parent at home with your kids and it's been five weeks and you want to freak out. Maybe, maybe you're someone and you, you know, you, you're, you're, you're thinking, hey, maybe you've been furloughed from your job and you're not sure whether you'll have a job to go back to. And at times you felt like you're in a storm and you wanted to freak out. Or, or, or maybe, you know, you're an employer. You know, I'm, I'm a pastor of a church here. We've got a staff team. We've got a church. And, you know, there have been moments when I've thought about the future and what's happening here and what could happen. And I've wanted to freak out. You know, we as a church, we exist and we are only able to do what we do through the provision of God, through the generosity of His people. And so as we've looked at this whole situation, now our sixth week without gathering and, and what will happen with off offerings and finance. And there's been moments when, when you feel like that freak out grabs, grabs hold of you. And I understand all of that. But you know, God understands that as well. And here's the amazing thing that I want you to pick up today. God does not slap you on the wrist God holds you by the hand. When you freak out, guys, God doesn't slap you on the wrist. God holds you by the hand. Now, some of us will say, I don't do fear. You guys are all talking about fear. I don't do fear. Really? Maybe you just hide your fear a little bit uh, better than the rest of us. But you know, Jesus actually dismissed everyone and chose to be alone during that night. I wonder how many of us actually freak out by the whole thought of being alone. In fact, in lockdown, it shows us, doesn't it, who are the introverts and who are the extroverts. But you know, you know, we all have different things that affect us, don't we? When it comes to fear, we're very different. We're wired differently. And like you saw right at the start of our service with Jack and Jess, wasn't that brilliant? Uh, we'll put that out on social media, I'm sure. And we all have different things in the box that for us are things that cause us to freak out. 
And for other people, it's no big deal. In fact, I remember uh, many years ago, um, I was uh, in Bulgaria um, on a, a trip. Uh, we, we've been involved with Bulgaria for, for nearly 30 years now. I love that country, love that people. And uh, I was there and I was with another guy from the church and we were doing a youth event and we were in a room and there were three beds. And so the one guy was here, I was in the middle and then another Bulgarian guy, a friend of mine, was the other side. And So I was in the middle and over my head was, was an open pipe. And it was so hot, it was in summertime and um, so there was no sheets on the bed and we were just all really hot. Uh, and apparently, as I slept through that night, cockroaches all came out of the pipe, dropped out of the pipe onto my stomach and all walked over my stomach during the whole evening. I was totally oblivious to it until in the morning when the Bulgarian friend of mine said, um, you had cockroaches on you. That's a Bulgarian accent, by the way, there. Okay, not very good one. And I said, what do you mean I had cockroaches on me? And he said, I watched and you had cockroaches all over me. And I said, why didn't you do anything about it? And he said, I thought he must like cockroaches. You know, and, we, and that might freak you out, okay? It didn't really freak me out, but you know, there are some things that come and there are those kind of fears that freak us out. And you know, the disciples were fearful so many times in this story. Our view of the story is that it's like a perfectly tranquil, calm lake and the boat's on the lake and Jesus walks on the calm lake and calls Peter out of the boat and then Peter walks and then the storm comes. That's not what happens. They were in a storm the whole of the night. And the reality is they did not know when that storm was going to go. And we don't know how long we're going to be in this storm. And that's really tough. Then in the middle of that storm, they saw Jesus in a new way. They'd not seen Jesus like that before. And that terrified them. And guys, we are seeing and experiencing things emotionally and, in real, and physically that we've never seen or experienced before. And that can cause us to freak out. And then only Peter gets out of the boat. The others are too fearful. You know, but that, that, that kind of says to me, you know, it's a little bit like we've got so many people who are out the boat and serving us on the front line right now. And you are absolute heroes, whether you're NHS, whether you're social care, whether you are a shopkeeper, whether you are a bus driver or you, you take our bins away. If you're out on the front line, you are heroes. And, and I know that you will be freaked out at times. But all of those who are staying at home, and you know, we get freaked out as well. And we're trying to protect the NHS and save lives and your heroes too. Fear affects every single one of us. And then Peter starts sinking and he's gripped with fear. It's okay to freak out because God is bigger than our fears. Guys, it's okay to freak out because God is bigger than our fears. Number two, fear is a chance to choose. Many people look at this story and they say, hey, Peter, why are you moaning? You know, you, know, you, you kind of chose to get out of the boat. But they were all in the storm. They were all gripped by fear. And maybe today you're saying, hey, but I'm a Christian. You know, I'm a follower of Jesus. Doesn't that mean I've got a get out of storms card? <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't. You've got to remember that Jesus told them to go into that storm. In another story, the other famous storm story, he tells them to get in a boat. He gets in a boat with them. They go out onto the sea. The storm nearly drowns them all. And Jesus is asleep in the boat and he stands up and he stills the storm and he says, peace, be still. But here's the reality. We don't get to choose the storm, but in the storm, we do get to choose. We don't get to choose the storm, but in the storm, we do get to choose. We get to choose whether to live or whether just to visit fear. I mentioned this last week. You know, you know fear is a place that we all visit, but we can choose whether we're going to live there or not. 
I visited fear many times over the last five weeks. In fact, it comes back. It's kind of like waves. And in that moment, I don't get to choose the storm. I do get to choose what I do in the storm. Am I going to live here or am I going to just visit here? You see, many of us, I think at the moment, we're like moving into freak out house. You know, we've like moved into this place of being perpetually freaked out. It's like, I've changed my address. My address. You know, my, my email is now leon.evans at freakedout.com. That's a choice. You do not have to choose to live in fear. Just let fear be a place you visit and then you pull away again. Secondly, we choose to step up rather than to be taken down. And I love this little verse in Psalm 61, verse two. And from the New King James Version, it says this. Hopefully it's gonna come up. There it is. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, in other words, when I'm freaking out, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When I'm, when I'm freaked out, when you as a parent are freaked out, when you as a husband or a wife, or when you're on your own in that house in lockdown, maybe you're an elderly person or you've got elderly relatives, maybe there's someone in your family that you're anxious about, in that moment when you feel freaked out, when you feel overwhelmed, David says, then lead me, I'm gonna choose to go to the rock that is higher than I. On that trip to Bulgaria, I'm sure it was the same one. Me and a buddy of mine um, that was with me uh, in that cockroach incident, um, we, we were invited by another Bulgarian guy to go um, to his favourite place to swim. Uh, and it was a couple of hours uh, up the coast towards um, the Romanian border. And so we, we got up about four in the morning, I think, and drove up. And we, we had to be there by about six or 6.30, apparently. Me and my friend, we, we're not particularly strong swimmers or not particularly athletic I know that's hard for you to imagine, uh, but we're not. And this other young guy was. So we were, it was a little bit of bravado. Anyway, we got there and it was, it was down this big cliff and we scrambled down the cliff and then we swam in the sea and it was really choppy. And the other young, fit Bulgarian guy was away. And me and my friend, we thought we were going to die. Like we are going to drown. This is going to be the end of our lives. And then eventually we found a little bit of a rock and we literally just grabbed onto the rock and we held onto it, trying to look cool, but not looking cool at all. And you know, there's a choice when you are overwhelmed by fear. You can let the fear take you down or you can look for the rock that is higher than you. You've got to choose when you are freaked out. Are you going to let that take you down or are you going to choose to move up? It's okay to freak out because God is bigger than our fears. And number three, fear is ultimately linked to trust. I want to say something. God doesn't want us to try harder. He wants us to trust deeper. Guys, in this period that we're in, and whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, I think God is speaking to you and to every single one of us. He's speaking to me as a leader. It's not about me trying harder. It's about trusting deeper in the middle of the storm. In verse 28, Jesus invites Peter to trust him in the middle of the storm to get out of the boat. P Peter puts his trust in Jesus and the disciples put their trust in planks of wood. So who's the crazy one? You see, where we put our trust reveals how we think about God. And it reveals the kind of, the level that we're prepared to put our trust in God uh, reveals how big God is to us. Do we have a bigger than God or do we have a smaller than God? You see, the fear of God is the one fear that dispels all other fears. 
I want to read a quote to you. Now, this is quite a deep quote, okay? Uh, I, I love it, but it takes a little bit of thinking about. It's a guy called Brennan Manning. Now, for some of you who are older, it's not Bernard Manning, all right? That's a whole different thing, okay? Some of you who are younger don't have a clue. Do not Google that name, all right? This is Brennan Manning, and he says this. The brooding pessimism that the good news of God's love is simply wishful thinking weaves a thin membrane of distrust that keeps us in a chronic state of anxiety. The heart converted from mistrust to trust in the irreversible forgiveness of Jesus Christ is redeemed from the corrosive power of fear. That's an incredible quote. How do we know we have a small view of God? We have a small view of God when you constantly live in freak out house. Not just when you visit, we all visit, but when you live there all the time. That reveals that maybe you have a small view of God. You have a small view of God if, if, if you're afraid to share and to invite others and to share your love of Jesus to others. I was so, so encouraged listening to Jess in the pre-service, how she, she, she has a big view of God that she invites her mates to come and to engage with church. And, and guys, can I just say, if you're a follower of Jesus, there's never been a season like this for inviting people to find out more about who Jesus is. And it will show us and it will reveal how big a view of God we have, whether we invite others or not. Maybe in this season, you, you, you reveal that you've got a big view of God and you trust God if you can be generous financially. And you know, maybe, maybe we can say, well, I wanna trust him. I wanna trust him. Well, you can, you can trust him. But there's a rock that is higher than you. And so when we are overwhelmed by fear, we want to make sure that we can trust him and we place our lives into his hands. We can trust him to help us navigate this storm, to build a firewall in our hearts and our minds. It's okay to freak out because God is bigger than our fears. Listen, you can trust him in the middle of your storm. You know, if you're struggling just to trust him right now, if you're struggling to, to just release that person or that situation to him, if you, if you have that fear and you're freaked out, do you know what? You're human. You're absolutely human. And God won't slap you on the wrist. He'll take you by the hand. And I'm going to give you an opportunity a little bit later to, to maybe acknowledge that and, and, and even right where you are in your home to receive some prayer from someone online so that you can maybe just again choose that, hey, I might visit this place, but I'm not going to live here. It might take me down, but it's not going to take me down because I'm going to go for the rock that is higher than I and I'm going to trust him with my one and only life. And number four, the fourth thing I want to share is this. Fear and growth go hand in hand. Fear of getting out of the boat could have kept Peter in the boat uh, and it actually kept the disciples in the boat, the others. But you know that Peter was the only one that got out of the boat. He was the only one that got wet, but he was the only one who grew. He was the only one who, when he got back into the boat afterwards, after Jesus had lifted him up, he said, guys, you'll never guess what happened. It was amazing. And his faith grew and his life grew and his whole idea of, of, of who he was and who Jesus was grew. He had a bigger than view of God because he got out of the boat. 
And during this perfect storm that we're enduring lockdown, is God calling you to grow? Hey, maybe if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, maybe you're tuned in because someone's invited you or you've just been scrolling on Facebook and you've, you've hit on us and you're with us now for this next three to six seconds, I don't know. But hey, hey, maybe, maybe you could take a step out of the boat as well. You know, we're gonna do something on Monday night when we're gonna, the first time we've ever done it like this, we do something at this uh, church called the Alpha Course. Uh, it's really popular. Hundreds of people have been through it. Many people that said that they were atheists and didn't believe in God. You know, people that say, that, oh, science has disproved God and how can you believe in a God you can't see? And they were people like that and they've been on the Alpha Course and, and some of them have been really pleasantly surprised how much evidence there is for the existence of God. How much science is not an opposite to faith, but it sits alongside it. It's like two sides of the coin saying and speaking into different issues. And, and if you've never been on an Alpha course, then we're gonna run Alpha online this Monday evening. You can go to our website, lifecentralchurch.org.uk and you can register online. It's gonna run for an hour for the next five or six Monday nights and uh, you'll have a little video um, and we'll run it through Zoom and, and you have a little video and then there'll be some conversation and some chat with some other people. You are really welcome. And I'd encourage you, if you are a Christian, maybe to invite people to Alpha Online and there'll be some pop-ups um, on the uh, platform that you're watching this on a little bit later. But you know, maybe you are a believer right now. This is a season for you, even in your fear, to say, in my fear, I'm not gonna choose to let it take me down. I'm gonna reach for the rock that is higher than I, and I'm not gonna let freak out be the place that defines me, but I'm actually gonna grow. I'm gonna get out of the boat and I'm gonna grow. Because here's the thing, guys, to live without risk is to risk not living. To live without risk is to risk not living. It's okay to freak out because God is bigger than our fears. And the final thing I wanna say is this. Fear makes you pray really good prayers. You see, Peter is walking on the water and it says, when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. Now the wind and the waves were always there. They were in the storm the whole night. But somehow he, in that moment, that even though the storm was there, he was walking on the water. And then in that moment, he recognised, oh, hang on a minute. There is the wind and there are the waves and there is the storm and, and this is happening and, and I might get coronavirus and people near me might get coronavirus and I might lose my job and this might happen and this could happen and the other could happen. And all of a sudden, he freaked out and it took him down. Peter the rock sank like a stone. You know the feeling? I know I do. In my head, that moment when I'm feeling all right, then all of a sudden something happens and you freak out and you begin to sink. But at that point of desperation, Peter prays a really, really good prayer. And he just simply says this, Lord, save me. Guys, I don't know how long you've been a Christian or whether you are a Christian, but I'll tell you what, maybe we need to keep praying this kind of simple, desperate, authentic prayers. Jesus, save me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, would you move? And when you pray good prayers like that, amazing things can happen. You see, Jesus could have stilled the storm and sometimes he does, but sometimes he lets the storm rage and he stills us. And in that moment, when freak out seems to wanna overwhelm us, we see that there is a God who is bigger than our fears. We choose not to live in freak out, but only to visit us. And we choose to not let freak out take us down, but we reach up for the rock that is higher than I. 
Last week I said the struggle is a gift to be opened and in the middle of fear, in the middle of the storm, you can open a gift and here it is. I'm not in control. I'm not in charge. I need Jesus. I need the rock that is higher than I. It's okay to freak out because God is bigger than our fears. Maybe you're saying, hey, I'm freaking out right now. Maybe you're saying, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm sinking. What do I do? Well, you let go of the idea that you can do anything and you put your hope and your trust in the one who is immovable and the one who is the rock that is higher than you. Let me tell you a story. About 100 years ago, um, off the coast of Cornwall, a sailing ship was uh, in a storm and and it crashed on the rocks and many sailors were lost. And there was a 15-year-old lad, a sailor, uh, and he was thrown into the sea. And as he tried to swim to save his life, he found a rock uh, and he grabbed himself onto the rock and he lifted himself out of the sea and he held onto that rock that was sticking up in the sea just off the coast. And he held onto that the whole of the night and he was rescued in the morning. And the reporter said to him, hey, you must have been so frightened. You must have been terrified all night long. This is what he said. I was. I trembled the whole of the night. But then he said this, but the rock didn't tremble once. I trembled all night long, but the rock never trembled once. And you know what, guys? The rock is not a place. The rock is a person and his name is Jesus. And right now, right now, I want to give you an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus, if you've never accepted him, or maybe you did used to know him and you stopped trusting him right now, then I want to pray for you right now in this moment. And right on the platform, if you, especially if you're on church online, but if you're on any of our other platforms, our online pastors are now going to post something up in front of you. And if you see a little hand that says, I want to respond, then I want to invite you to click that hand right now as I pray for you. And I'm going to ask Jesus, I'm going to ask Jesus to come into your life, maybe for the first time or to, make, or, or, or to bring you back to that relationship with him. And you may be in fear. You may be freaking out right now but you can know the rock that is higher than you. So if that's you, I wanna ask you to respond right now as I pray for you. Jesus, I wanna pray for anybody watching this that right now in that moment is wanna say, I wanna choose the rock that is higher than I. I wanna put my hope and my trust in Jesus Christ. And you can still the storm and sometimes you do, but even if you don't, you will always still us. And so Lord, I pray that there will be people right now who will be responding to this invitation to put their hope and their faith and their trust in you, Jesus, the one who created, the one who creates, the one who sustains, the one who is the rock higher than I. Jesus, I pray that they would know your presence and your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, if you responded, we would love to track with you. You can go to the uh, uh, Next Steps card on our website or, or we'd love you to think about coming to Alpha with us online on Monday evening. But I wanna finish with something very, very special for all of you. And whether you're a believer or whether you're not, I hope that the next four or five minutes really brings the presence of God into your home in an unbelievable way. You know, Fanny Crosby was a a famous hymn writer of the 1800s. In fact, she wrote over 8,000 hymns and songs. 
And the amazing thing was that she was um, virtually blind the whole of her life. Just after birth, she was blind and the whole of her life. And she wrote 8,000 incredible songs, many of which are very famous. One of her lesser known songs was a song called Peace Be Still. And some of our team have taken that song and Chris Eaton has written a song and his wife Abby is singing it and, and our guys Russ and Sam have put images and filmed it. And, and from their homes, they've created this next four minutes, which I think is absolute blessing. And the song kind of brings together these two stories of the storm, the one with Jesus in the boat where he says, peace be still, and the one where he's walking on the water. And it puts these two stories together and it brings this idea that, you know what, Jesus can still the storm. But even if he does not, he will always still us if we are connected to him. So in these next four minutes, I'm going to pray that you will experience the presence and the peace of Jesus in your home. And even if you feel freaked out, it's okay because God is bigger than our fears. Here's peace. Be still. It's been an absolute honour and privilege just to pray for you and your family right now. Uh, and I just want to, as I pray, maybe if you have got your family, and I know some people are watching it with their kids there as well, which is great. Why don't you just grab them just for a moment, okay? You don't have to socially distance from people in your own house. I just grab them for a moment. And you just pray for one another as I pray for you. And if you don't know Jesus and you haven't given your life to him, it's not too late for you to do that. We would love you to do that this morning. Why don't you allow me just to pray for you and just to bless you today. Jesus, I want to pray for every single person watching this right now for whoever is in their home, that God, that they would know your presence and your peace. Jesus, I do pray that you'd still the storm. But Lord, if you don't, would you still them? And when they freak out, may they know that there is a rock that is higher than them. And when they feel like they're drowning, God, may they know that in that moment, they can discover a God who is bigger than their fears. And so Lord, I pray for peace. I pray for peace for parents. I pray for peace for kids. Young people, teenagers thinking about exams and what will happen in the future. For people who are concerned about their jobs, for people who are concerned about their, their loved ones who are working on the front line, for people who are concerned about elderly parents or vulnerable people. Jesus, I pray for peace. We don't have to live in freak out. We might visit it, but we don't have to live there. So Jesus, I wanna pray for your peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You know, it's okay to freak out because God is bigger than our fears. It's okay to freak out because God is the rock that is higher than I. It's okay to freak out, you know, because when I am weak, the Bible says, then He is strong. It's okay to freak out because we may be pressed, but we're not crushed. We may be perplexed, but we're not in despair. We may be persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We may be struck down, but we are not destroyed. So we don't have to live in freak out any longer. We can choose in the middle of the storm to put our faith and our trust in Him. Why? Because He is the rock that is higher than us and He never trembles. So we are gonna sing an incredible hymn together as we close. And as Andy said earlier on, I wanna invite you to turn the volume up and to sing this out as Vicky and the guys lead us pre-recorded. But hey, let's make this real and alive and make it a declaration of our trust in Christ alone.